eyes at the size and look of him. As he briefly surveyed the room, his cobalt-blue eyes rested on her. She felt exposed and vulnerable. She instinctively crossed her arms over her chest. He moved into the room, shutting the door behind him. The other two detectives stepped back to give him space. He placed the package he was carrying onto the table and removed his leather jacket. This is Detective Nick Kelly. He'll be with you until it's time to bring you in. Detective Thomas opened the door to leave. Detective Slovsky was right behind him, grinning. He wriggled his fingers at Madeline. Have fun! The door shut and Nick locked it. Madeline looked up. You know, you guys are real jerks. You'd think I was a criminal the way I've been treated. He ignored her as he removed items from the bag. He placed two steaming cups of coffee on the table and some clothes. Coffee? Grabbing one cup, Nick walked over to the TV in the corner and turned it on. Madeline lovingly picked up the cup of coffee, savouring the first sip. It scolded her tongue, but she didn't care. She took another sip, then picked up the clothes. It was a pair of jeans and a t-shirt. They looked worn, but comfortable. She looked over at the silent giant as he sat on the bed. Are these for me? He briefly looked over at her, surveying her attire. I didn't think you looked very comfortable in that dress. Madeline glanced down. How did you know what I was wearing? He looked back at the television. I saw you at the house. I was one of the first to arrive. How come I didn't see you? I think I would remember you. Nick got up from the bed to change the channel on the television. He stopped when he found a porno station. He sat back on the bed and plumped up the pillow he was leaning on. Well, are you going to answer me? No. Madeline sat back, sipping her coffee. She looked at the detective. No doubt she would remember him. He was at least six feet and his shoulders were as broad as the door. His hair was dark and unruly. His face was a landscape of sharp angles. He looked dangerous and very, very sexy. She crossed her legs to stop the throb that had started in her crotch. She stood up and walked over to the bathroom entrance with the clothes in her hands. I'm going to shower and change if that's all right with you. When he didn't respond, she went into the bathroom. I don't want you coming in either. Nick tried not to watch her as she moved across the room. He leaned back against the headboard, trying to keep his focus on the television. He watched the two writhing naked bodies savage each other. They did their best to suck and fuck every orifice. He heard the shower in the adjoining room as they did a close-up of a dick and tit sandwich. Nick started to squirm as his cock got hard. He knew he should stay where he was. It was a big mistake to get involved with a witness, Something about her, though, had enticed him. She was definitely built. She had massive tits, a round, firm arse, and shapely legs. She had the body for sex and the mouth for kissing. But it was more than that. When Nick had come across her at the scene, she was in shock, but didn't fall apart. She kept it together. He respected that. He was a sucker for a strong woman. That was why he had volunteered for babysitting duty. The chief had been suspicious at his request. No way was he going to let some rookie near this woman. He could hear the water, 
and imagined it sluicing over her ivory skin. It would wash over her shoulders and down her breasts to drip off her nipples. He envisioned himself licking each droplet as it formed on those rosy tips. He absently rubbed at the bulge in his pants, swearing at himself for his ripe imagination. He gulped the rest of his coffee, wishing it were a beer, as he swung his legs over the side of the bed. He wouldn't get up. He wouldn't go over to the open doorway and look. Nick casually leaned against the door jamb. He was human. He was an unattached, hot-blooded male with a very active libido. Who could blame him? The shower stall had a glass door, and the water was not hot enough to fog it. The lack of hot water infuriated Madeline, but she made the best of it. She just needed to wash away the fatigue, the smell of death, and the survivor guilt.